Section 18 of the Watergate Report, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 2, Section 18. 2. $100,000 cash contributions to Kalmbach in 1969. AMPI's Objectives. By the time the dairy co-op movement coalesced in 1969, it found itself faced with a new Republican administration. Any administration can have a tremendous impact on the welfare and livelihood of dairy farmers through its decision to set milk price support subsidies, import controls of dairy products, purchases of cheese and other dairy products, and other federal programs. The leaders of AMPI felt it was imperative for them and the dairy industry as a whole to meet with and win friends in the new administration. This presented a problem. Most of the AMPI leaders were Democrats, and the dairy co-ops had given extensive financial and other support of over $150,000 to Vice President Humphrey in his 1968 campaign. Parr testified, We didn't know anybody in Nixon's administration. We didn't have any rapport with the Nixon administration. Nelson indicated what proved to be at the heart of their problem. Although, in a civil deposition, Nelson stated that he did not recall ever having any great difficulty in gaining access to elected officials, in his testimony before the Select Committee on December 18, 1973, Nelson was asked if this was true for the Nixon administration in 1969. Mr. Weitz, would you care to say that that did not apply to the administration in 1969? Mr. Nelson. That is right. It did not apply. Mr. Weitz. It did not apply? Mr. Nelson. It did not apply. The first step to gain access to the new administration and achieve certain specific co-op goals was apparently a $100,000 cash contribution delivered to Herbert Kalmbach, the president's personal lawyer and chief fundraiser. This matter, including the method in which the contribution was ultimately generated from AMPI corporate funds through an elaborate and expensive laundering scheme, is discussed in the following sections. A. AMPI contacts with administration officials and Kalmbach prior to the contribution. 1. John Mitchell, Jack Gleason, and referral to Herbert Kalmbach. Nelson turned to Jacobson for an entry to the new administration. At that time, Jacobson was a member of two law firms, Jacobson and Long in Austin, Texas, which was already on retainer to MPI for $2,500 per month, and Seymour and Jacobson in Washington. Jacobson reported to Nelson that his Washington partner, Milton Seymour, had previously had contact with John Mitchell and might be able to provide assistance. On or about March 21, 1969, Parr, and probably Nelson, met with Jacobson and Seymour in the Washington office to discuss the problem. At about that time, the Seymour and Jacobson firm were also placed on a $2,500 per month retainer to MPI. There is a dispute in the testimony whether or not Seymour contacted John Mitchell in 1969 for AMPI, and whether Mitchell then referred Seymour to Kalmbach. Both Seymour and Mitchell have advised the committee that they recall no such contact. However, several witnesses state that Seymour had said at the time that he had contacted or intended to contact Mitchell for the milk producers in 1969. Kalmbach said that Seymour had told him that he had been referred by Mitchell, 
and following the first meeting kalmbach called mitchell to verify seymour's account in addition nelson testified that he learned from jacobson that seymour had contacted mitchell who referred him to kalmbach jacobson too in his testimony in an earlier deposition in a civil suit had testified that seymour told him that he had been referred to kalmbach by mitchell after conferring with seymour recently however jacobson in testimony before the select committee on december fourteenth nineteen seventy three stated that he does not believe that seymour told him that he had been referred by mitchell seymour has conceded to the committee that at his first meeting with the ampi representatives in march nineteen sixty nine and in his first meeting described below in april with kalmbach he explained his previous contacts with mitchell and maurice stans in nineteen sixty eight and earlier but testified that he does not think he mentioned going to mitchell to establish contact with the administration for ampi instead he indicated that he was going to contact jack gleason who was then an assistant to stans at the commerce department and who became a white house staff assistant to harry dent later in nineteen sixty nine whatever mitchell's involvement in this effort it is undisputed that seymour did contact gleason on or about march twenty fifth nineteen sixty nine seymour told gleason of his client's dilemma and informed him of ampi's political fund according to seymour gleason expressed great interest at that meeting and in contacts with him in the subsequent months in the fund and its potential and referred him to kalmbach as discussed below, Kalmbach learned of Seymour and a possible $100,000 contribution apparently on the same day Seymour spoke to Gleason, March 25, 1969. In an interview with the Select Committee staff, Gleason described his role as one of massaging fat cats, and while he does not remember meeting with Seymour in 1969 about this matter, he said he would have preferred all potential presidential contributors to Kalmbach seymour denied having discussed a specific contribution with gleason during their contacts in early nineteen sixty nine however in view of gleason's interest in ampi's potential and his sending seymour to kalmbach it seems that gleason at the very least believed that the efforts of ampi to gain access to the republican administration would involve a contribution that is exactly what happened as a result of the subsequent contacts between seymour and kalmbach Two contacts with kalmbach one hundred thousand dollars in cash seymour testified that he found gleason's referral of him to kalmbach understandable he explained that in previous administrations there had often been lawyers outside the government who served in advisory capacities to the president seymour believed that kalmbach was such a presidential adviser who could provide him with an understanding of the organizational structure of the nixon white house whatever seymour's perception kalmbach at that time was serving in an important financial role for the white house in nineteen sixty nine kalmbach testified that on or about january fourteenth nineteen sixty nine stans asked kalmbach to serve as trustee for the surplus funds from the nineteen sixty eight presidential campaign kalmbach agreed he understood that he was to act under the direction of haldeman to whom he reported on his activities in connection with the fund Haldeman did not dispute that Kalmbach reported to him, although he noted that Kalmbach received instructions from others, too, with respect to the fund. Seymour met with Kalmbach in Washington in early April, and again in early May. 
seymour testified that in each instance he described his client's potential for making political contributions to both parties and at all levels including the president although he claims there was no discussion at that time of a specific contribution to the president he testified that kalmbach was always interested in that potential which seymour described as one million dollars per year and that the technique of political contributions was constantly discussed right from the start other evidence gathered by the select committee indicates however that at least at one of these meetings and perhaps both a specific contribution was in fact discussed seymour testified that he regularly reported the results of his kalmbach meetings to the client and jacobson and both nelson and jacobson testified that in those reports they were advised that kalmbach requested a contribution of one hundred thousand dollars in cash according to nelson seymour reported back from kalmbach that if we wanted to go forward with the relationship that we should deliver one hundred thousand dollars in cash jacobson recalled that he was told by seymour that at the second meeting kalmbach suggested a cash contribution of one hundred thousand dollars probably the most persuasive evidence that a specific contribution was discussed at the outset was provided to the select committee by kalmbach on march twenty second nineteen seventy four following his guilty plea to two federal violations kalmbach testified that seymour explained that they had supported senator humphrey's candidacy in nineteen sixty eight and now they were without friends of the administration and this was the reason they wanted to make a contribution kalmbach testified that at either the first meeting in april or some time later seymour indicated the contribution would be one hundred thousand dollars according to kalmbach seymour told him that in fact their goal was a total of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars by the end of the year the account that the one hundred thousand dollars was discussed right from the start is corroborated by kalmbach's contemporaneous entries in his logs on march twenty fifth nineteen sixty nine the day seymour first contacted gleason for the milk producers there is the following entry m h stands seymour one hundred thousand dollars on april second nineteen sixty nine the day before seymour met with him kalmbach wrote in his logs milton seymour attorney in washington d c one hundred thousand dollars milk producers association the suggestion that an additional one hundred and fifty thousand dollars would be contributed by the end of the year for a total of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is also supported by kalmbach's log entries in june and july nineteen sixty nine there are several references in connection with seymour to one hundred to two hundred and fifty including the following entry for the week of june thirtieth m h s seymour one hundred two hundred and fifty twelve thirty one after a number of telephone calls with kalmbach in june and july seymour on july tenth nineteen sixty nine flew to california and met kalmbach in his newport beach office seymour acknowledged that in the course of their telephone conversations and the july tenth meeting he gained no further information on the white house organizations and possible contacts for ampi the only matter on which progress was made was that of a contribution on july ninth the day preceding his meeting with kalmbach seymour stopped at the executive inn hotel in dallas and met with nelson parr and jacobson seymour conceded that they discussed the fact that nothing had resulted from the previous contacts with kalmbach and that there may have been a discussion of making a contribution parr was more direct 
he testified that seymour related that kalmbach had already asked for one hundred thousand dollars in cash and that at the july ninth meeting there was a discussion of obtaining and delivering the money in fact there was some suggestion that all four of them would meet with kalmbach however it was decided that seymour would go alone since according to seymour kalmbach preferred dealing with just him and not a group at the july tenth meeting which essentially reviewed previously discussed matters kalmbach reiterated the administration's receptiveness to a contribution as to the question whether the contribution would be reported seymour's and kalmbach's recollections differ seymour recalls a discussion of reporting requirements while kalmbach says there was none not then and not in any of the conversations between the two in any event it must have become increasingly clear to seymour if not on or before july tenth then shortly thereafter that kalmbach had no plans to report the cash contribution jacobson and nelson both testified that they were told kalmbach did not want the contribution reported seymour himself testified that kalmbach on more than one occasion expressed a preference for cash and that this so disturbed him that he called kalmbach between july tenth and the delivery to ask if kalmbach would accept the contribution in checks again kalmbach expressed a preference for cash kalmbach disputes the evidence that he requested that the contributions be in cash on the contrary he testified that seymour told him it would be made in cash however kalmbach admitted that no committees were yet in existence which could have him listed as receiving the contribution so as to avoid violating the prohibition in the correct practices act against making a contribution in excess of five thousand dollars to any one candidate or political committee as discussed in chapter four of the committee's report on campaign financing the select committee found repeated instances in which kalmbach and other presidential fundraisers received cash from contributors to keep their fundraising efforts secret furthermore as explained in chapter four the nineteen sixty eight surplus funds transferred to kalmbach's control were in two forms several checking accounts and cash in several safe deposit boxes kalmbach testified that haldeman had made clear to him that he should maintain the original nature of the funds as much as possible that is try to maintain the original balance in the cash and the checking account however in nineteen sixty nine kalmbach was already dispersing substantial amounts from the cash fund therefore in order to follow haldeman's instructions kalmbach would have had to seek cash to replenish the fund as explained below the ampi contribution was added to that fund three purpose of the contribution ampi's three objectives the select committee has obtained evidence that the purpose of the one hundred thousand dollar cash contribution was not merely to gain access to the nixon white house but also to lay the groundwork for favorable treatment in certain specified ways by the administration for ampi and the dairy industry as noted above the ampi leadership understood that the contribution was being suggested by kalmbach as a first step to making contact with the white house notwithstanding seymour's insistence that there was no direct connection between the contribution and access other evidence gathered by the select committee points the other way in his testimony kalmbach was quite explicit although denying he initiated the idea kalmbach did testify that he understood before the contribution was made that in exchange for the contribution seymour and his clients would be granted the opportunity to meet with white house officials according to kalmbach that was not all ampi sought 
he testified that ampi through seymour made clear that in connection with the contributions of up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in nineteen sixty nine it had three objectives in mind and that seymour stated these to him both before and at the time of delivery of the one hundred thousand dollars kalmbach wrote in his logs on august second nineteen sixty nine the day he received the one hundred thousand dollars from seymour a ninety percent price supports for dairy farmers b president to address gathering in kansas city missouri a meeting of dairy farmers cooperatives organized by milk producers incorporated open date c identification with the president picture taking etc at another point in his logs for the week of june tenth nineteen sixty nine also in connection with the milk producers kalmbach had written the following entry one ninety percent of parity two w h audience three farm speeches visible identification and it's still a third place in his logs on june thirteenth nineteen sixty nine he wrote m h s objectives seymour one hundred to two hundred and fifty kalmbach in turn informed top white house officials of these matters he testified that after the contribution was discussed but before its delivery he reported to haldeman the pending contribution and the three goals and haldeman authorized him to accept the contribution kalmbach's logs indicate that he apparently discussed the contribution and the milk producer objectives with stans too after the receipt of the contribution kalmbach reported that fact and reiterated the three goals to haldeman haldeman stated to the select committee staff on january thirty first nineteen seventy four i don't recall that that is something i may or may not have known at the time kalmbach reported some things to me he generally kept me informed on what he was doing kalmbach's testimony that he reported the contribution and ampi's interests to others in the white house and the administration including ehrlichman pete flanagan who had some responsibility in the area of dairy matters gleason and dent is corroborated by other evidence obtained by the select committee kalmbach's logs reflect notes of conversations with ehrlichman and stans about the milk producers their contribution and their objectives and ehrlichman told the committee staff on february eighth nineteen seventy four even before kalmbach testified on such matters that kalmbach did in fact tell him of his contact with seymour and of the contribution with respect to the substance of his communications on this matter to the white house officials kalmbach testified i never at any time indicated to mr haldeman as i remember it that the quid pro quo for the receipt of this contribution would be the attainment of the three stated objectives mr sanders did mr haldeman ever give you any understanding that their objectives would be met mr kalmbach no he did not mr sanders did mr ehrlichman ever give you any understanding in advance of the seamer delivery that the objectives would be met mr kalmbach no other than mr haldeman indicated to me it would be that the objective of mr seymour meeting with various people within the white house would be met mr sanders but not that their ultimate objectives would be mr kalmbach that is correct mr sanders did any white house official give you an understanding that their ultimate objectives would be met mr kalmbach no sir however 
kalmbach did say there was an understanding with seymour and white house officials that a benefit would accrue to the milk producers in exchange for the contribution in return for that contribution it would be possible for me to arrange for several appointments with various people within the white house in order for mr seymour and the attorneys for the milk producers to meet with the white house officials to present a case on their behalf having reached an understanding the milk producers next prepared to deliver the money b the contribution preparation and delivery the one hundred thousand dollars in cash was assembled by the milk producers in late july nineteen sixty nine on august first bob lilly delivered it to seymour and the next day august second seymour delivered it to kalmbach under the direction of white house aides kalmbach used the money in part to fund the undercover activities of anthony lasowitz and the democratic primary challenge to george wallace in nineteen seventy as a result of the contribution dairy co-op leaders were then introduced to certain white house officials at the time of the contribution mpi and tape maintained sizable accounts at the citizens national bank of austin of which jacobson was chairman of the board in an affidavit submitted to the select committee marvin stetler who was at that time president of the bank affirmed that in late july nineteen sixty nine jacobson informed him that one hundred thousand dollars in cash was to be withdrawn from the tape account and made available by a certain date which proved to be august first nineteen sixty nine jacobson told him that the authorization for the withdrawal was to be a debit memo and that lilly was to receive the money stetler states that he told jacobson that it would take several days to accumulate that much currency as recalled by lilly stetler told lilly that he was assembling old bills bob lilly provided the committee with the details of the transactions he says that on august first he went to citizens national bank to receive the money stetler gave him the previously prepared debit memo lilly signed it and stetler gave him the money according to lilly stetler first counted it stetler says lilly began to count it but was in such a hurry that he merely raked the money into an empty case and left the debit memo lilly signed reads as follows receipt of one hundred thousand dollars cash acknowledged this first day of august nineteen sixty nine per instructions of bob isham after receiving the money lilly went to dallas and in seymour's room in the executive inn delivered the money to him seymour says he had not previously known the actual amount to be contributed and was surprised by the magnitude after lilly left seymour bought a new flight bag to replace the attache case lilly had used and placed the money in it on saturday august second nineteen sixty nine seymour again flew to california and delivered the one hundred thousand dollars to kalmbach in his newport beach office kalmbach counted the money and on the following monday august fourth placed it in the safe deposit box in the security pacific national bank newport center branch which he had opened in july for some of the nineteen sixty eight surplus funds End of section eighteen